Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Episode 9, Wintry Mix, coming to you from the fourth floor of Hotel J, about to head over to the Ice House, their hockey rink that they built in 2010. Uh, we're going to speak to the manager over there, Dennis Himes, who's been here at Jay Peak with the Ice House since they got started about six years ago. Uh, no intern, because I've got my little crew here uh, at the hotel. Um, you're going to hear them a little bit. Yeah, they went to the water park last night, and now we're about to go to Open Skate. Uh, Kaylin is about to have her first skate. Come over here, Kaylin. Come over here. It's about to be your first skate. There's no intern today, so you have to be the intern. Are you excited about your first skate? Yeah. Have you ever skated before? No. What do you have to say, little guy? Excited. Yeah, that's the fireplace. Right. That's the fireplace. What's on your shirt? Monsters. Right. Monster. And uh, what's on your feet? Socks. Socks. Yeah. What else is on your feet? Yes, shoes. That's right. They're All right. Boots. Yeah, they are actually boots. All right, those are actually boots, and we are actually about to go ice skating and hear from Dennis Himes, the general manager of the J Peak Ice House here on Wintry Mix. Stay with us. You're going nowhere happy, and you're taking me with you. All you ever talk about is being a pro hockey player, but there's a problem. You're not any good. I am good. You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck! This episode of Wintry Mix is supported by SnowCountry.com, providing the latest snow conditions, weather information, mountain news, events, and activities for winter destinations worldwide. SnowCountry.com wants to send you to the slopes this winter. Every week, Snow Country is awarding four pairs of lift tickets to some of North America's most popular mountain resorts. Visit SnowCountry.com forward slash mix and sign up for your chance to win all season long. SnowCountry.com, the leading source for snow conditions information worldwide. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. I, I, I think they're excellent finger paintings. Thanks for sticking around here on Wintry Mix. My name is Alex Kaufman. I'm coming to you from the Ice House arena here at Jay Peak in northern Vermont and with me is Dennis Hines. Uh, we're in his office uh, here at the hockey rink. Is it called a rink or what's it technically called? It's a nice rink, yeah. And um, it's been around for how long? This is 2010. This is not your first ice rink rodeo. Um, tell me how you got started in whether that's hockey or ice rinks in general. Well, I grew up in northern Maine, uh, Millinocket, Mount Katahdin area. Um, I just started playing hockey when I was four years old. been playing ever since. Still play to this day. I uh, played, um, you know, through high school, college, uh, pickup men's league. I owned my own junior team, the Green Mountain Glades, where we took 16 to 20-year-olds 20, 20 and put them in college. Like I told you earlier, I've got a couple players playing professional hockey. One player in uh, specific, Zemkis Gergensens, who plays for the Buffalo Sabres right now. Other than that, um, when I JP job came available in 2010, never ran a rink before, but didn't think it was that hard and. Uh, JP hired me for my business contacts and my work ethic and turned a uh, basically a brand new facility and that started with nothing into about a four million dollar profit center for the uh, for JP. And what's it been like um, being kind of on this, I guess, ancillary business um, of JP that obviously brings a lot of people to the area where, where they're probably new to hockey rinks and ice skating and things like that as well. Um, everybody kind of figures it out together. I mean, how did, how did that go in the first year or two? 
Well, the first, I mean, when they built a rink, their their idea behind it was uh, their idea behind it was they uh, it was a, it was considered a lost leader. Uh, yeah. They didn't think it was more for the guests to come and skate uh, during when their stay here. I went out. Uh, one of my former players, uh, Brett Leonard, who was a Vermonter, who was a captain at UVM's dad, ran tournaments in the summertime, and I reached out to him to see if he uh, he's always wanted to do something in the wintertime, but with rinks across the state and across the country, as you have youth programs, there's not a lot of ice time in the wintertime. Uh, what made JP different was is, is that being considered a lost leader and just an opportunity for people to skate when they stayed here, we didn't have a youth program to, do, to, to have here like most other prog- uh, uh, places do. A little more flexibility to start. So I went to talk to Bob, and we started with 64 teams in the first year, and we're at about 450 a year now. Um, and so it, it's it's everybody expected it really kind of just to be here as, you know, if you can't ski, you can come skate, you know, and then they added the water park and, and, and this and that. So the rink turned into basically a big revenue source for the mountain. You know, when hockey teams come up, for example, this weekend, you know, starting tomorrow, there's 16 teams playing starting at 9 a.m. on a Friday. Uh, they stay at the mountain. They eat. Uh, they enjoy themselves. Uh, they uh, they water park it. And if they can go skiing, they go skiing. So, uh, But I, from the from the get-go, I think Jay Peak really, you know, they wanted somebody that could do something. But I don't think I think we went beyond their expectations for what they wanted the rink to do. And, and how far away are teams coming from to play in tournaments here? Last year we had a team flying from Florida, uh, but mostly teams come between Massachusetts, New Hampshire. We get a lot of Canadian teams all the way to Toronto, mostly in the Ottawa, uh, Ontario area. But you know, for the most part, um, you you were in a probably about a four to five hour time frame. <laughs> That they um, that they that they come around, but like I said, we've had a team from Florida, we've had teams from Pennsylvania, upstate New York, and the age spread of most of these teams that are coming. How young to how old? Well, I mean, in the hockey community, you have mice, which is like seven and eight year old kids, all the way up to we'll have uh, you know sixteen to eighteen year olds. Uh, we did host back in two thousand twelve. Uh, Burlington, Vermont hosted the Women's World Cup, and we hosted uh, Team Canada, Team Sweden, and Team Slovakia up here. Wow. So we do have some high-end, um, uh, older-type hockey tournaments. How many active rinks in the state, and has that kind of gone up or down? I mean, what what's the trend in hockey and ice skating in general, nationally or regionally? Well, I mean, rinks, probably more so down in the Massachusetts area, rinks are popping up because there's a bigger demographics for it. Um, in Just Vermont, more people. There's a lot more people in Vermont. Yeah. Um, you know, besides this JP rink, I rink really hasn't a bit, well, Stowe rink was built, but that was, they had an existing rink, they knocked it down and put a new one. So, you know, JP was probably the first one, you know, and the one before that would probably maybe five or 10 years. So if I had to put a number on the rink, you're probably talking maybe 15 in the state of Vermont, uh, hockey, in my opinion, hockey is the biggest sport in Vermont. Um, you know, with other states, it's maybe football or basketball, but I think when you look at the state of Vermont, you know, the ice time is hard to come by. Uh, anywhere um, like I said you have you have youth programs that when they start up they pretty much consume the ice you have high school teams and then in the in the Chittenden County such as Burlington you have St. Mike's um, you got UVM uh, and you have all the high school teams that kind of compact in there so they really don't have enough ice time in that area yeah but as anybody will tell you in the, in the hockey business rinks don't make money it's it's they it's you got to have something when I say something, you got to have some financial backing to make a rink work because your electricity costs, everything else that costs to run a rink. So you're not going to see, and most rinks in the state of Vermont are public are public entities, meaning that the town owns. There's them some or, taxpayer yeah, money yeah, there. Taxpayer money. Whereas you know, Jay Peak is an EB5 program, uh, and we've got other abilities to do things unlike other rinks can. 
And obviously there's a lot of talk about growing skiing, getting people into skiing. Uh, what's the, the sport of hockey doing, if anything, to you know get kids into hockey? What's that process like? Well, it's tough. I mean, if you know, a place like Jay Peak, we, we started a learn to skate program when we first started, uh, and we've had some good numbers with it, and it's consistent. Uh, but with the learn to skate, really, it, it's we see a lot more females than we do males, and females typically will figure skates and play hockey. Uh, to start a youth program, it, it's it's really tough, especially in this area, because we're in an area that's so you know it's not populated like it would be at Burlington. You know, we're we offer the learn to skate. We see some kids. The problem is that the next closest program is Stansted, which is you know 45 minutes away, or Lindenville, or like in Essex. So, um, you know, we try to do our part in it, but we really concentrate on running the tournaments. And in the summertime, we run a lot of camps. Hockey or figure skating or open skate. I mean, what's the kind of usage of just this rink in general, percentage wise? From the year round, or yeah, just year round. I mean, what's the general? From basically usage from pattern? the third week of September until the third week of June, it's all hockey. Okay. Uh, we do have learn to skate once a week. Um, you know, right now it's starting. We have learn to skate that will kind of break for until after after the new year and start back up. But mostly hockey is the biggest thing in the summertime. We do have a, a figure skating camp that goes a week. Sometimes we do two, depending on the time of year. Uh, and then we have hockey camps, basically six weeks of hockey camps. I started a girls camp last year in August, selfishly because I have twin 12-year-old girls that play hockey. And one of the things I realized is right before school starts, there's not a lot of things for kids to do. So I did a camp, saw about 50 girls. So organically, we try to create things and fill holes. But for the most part, we reach out to those team, those organizations that, that their specialty is camps, and they just come up here and run the camps. There's a hockey niche, and, and word gets around. Correct. Yeah, and um, if you run a good camp, pe- you know, people are going to come. Now, more specifically to actually the ice, um, help people who probably know nothing about it, such as myself. Um, how do you actually maintain the ice? You know, at a certain temperature. Like, what is the what 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 what's the science behind the actual ice in, in an indoor rink? Well, I mean, you know, you you have a surface that's a hundred by two hundred uh, facility. Um, you have. We want to keep the ice about an inch thick, no more than that, because the thicker the ice, the more electricity it costs to, to run it, so it oh, gets okay. expensive. Basically, you just laying water down, and you want to lay hot water down because, as anybody knows, chemistry and physics is hot water freezes faster than cold water. Um, and you basically, you know, we're, we're, we're keep the ice anywhere from 18 to 24 degrees. Figure skaters like uh, warmer, softer ice, uh, so we kind of keep it around 24. 24 if we run a run a, a camp such or a competition and for hockey we keep it on 18 to 20 because you want it hard and fast and also uh, when you're doing the ice every hour or so uh, when people skate on it it warms up the ice so you want to keep it lower so the uh, when you lay the water down it freezes faster uh, so but basically uh, depending you know depending on the time but basically Friday Saturday and Sunday we're doing the ice maybe every hour for the for the youth games the games last about an hour hour and 10 minutes uh, and then during the week, it's we I kind of keep the ice probably 22 to 24 degrees to save on electricity. And what does the Zamboni do when it goes out there and does its thing? Zamboni kind of does different type of functions. It also does ice maintenance. You know, when you're skating, you create some serious ruts. The older the person, the bigger the person, the bigger the ruts are going to be. Uh, so there's a blade on there that's about 78 inches long, uh, and it's very sharp to a touch. You can cut yourself. Uh, but that angles down, and it cuts the ice, and it sucks into an auger and shoots into the bin. And at the same time, too, you lay the hot water down, that which basically leaves this nice little clear coat behind you that would give you that nice little shiny surface hmm. uh, to play on. Um, so, like I said, the older the kids, the rougher the ice gets. For the younger kids, they don't do as much damage as an older kid would. So, uh, you know, you depending on how much you cut the ice. When I say cut the ice, you lay the blade down to cut into it. But the more you do that, the more the bin fills up. 
Uh, and so you want to be careful where you kind of keep that happy medium of not cutting enough ice, but also laying enough water down. So you're not, what some rinks will get low spots and get to the concrete because they're cutting too much, not laying enough water down to build it up. So we talked about it a little bit, a little bit in the beginning, uh, but obviously this is a new rink, um, four or five years old. Probably they don't they don't pop up that often, so that's still probably pretty this, new. Yeah, this is going to sixth year. This is the sixth year. Sixth year. Um, and obviously Jay Peak opened it as a you know side business, additional amenity here at the resort. Um, you know, based on from when you started till kind of how you're operating it now, what's been the kind of the biggest change in strategy from from A to B? The biggest challenges for me is on the off season where hockey in April and August are kind of the dead time. So it's how do you fill those spots? I would think the other pain, the other thing that's tough is that when you stay here, skating's included, but at the same time, it's on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday we don't have a lot of public skating stick and puck because there's we have so many hockey teams here. Uh, so those are the challenges that present themselves. So we try to figure out how to open ice time up, but we know where it's not six o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock at night for the guests, especially when you got a five year old kid yeah. that wants to skate. You know, so holidays like today, we got three sessions going on uh, as Thanksgiving. But you know, those are the challenges I have, and it's it's. I actually turn people away. I actually turn groups away, but we try to make everybody happy, which is a tough part. But it's if I had to say one specific thing, it would probably just making every guest happy, knowing that we have a skating time for them. Uh, other than that, it's it's. I think it's been pretty fluid and, and self sufficient. So it may, it may be ill founded, but hockey players sometimes have a reputation for being a little bit rowdy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If you ask, do, more, yeah. do you ever get the uh, the eleven thirty, twelve thirty phone call in the middle of the night because hockey team that's here, J Peak, is doing X Y Z, and it'd be nice if they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I can say this is you know, I was playing playing hockey for thirty eight years and uh, having two girls that play. Hockey parents are crazy, and um, um, and it's it's amazing how it's just it's they've gotten over the years since I owned a junior team to now it's. It's amazing, but uh, from the standpoint of the mountain, it's definitely it's been it's been a change of uh, how people have to think. I mean, Jay Peak's not a ski resort anymore. Jay Peak's a four season resort. Uh, you have a, you have a we have an unbelievable golf course. We have a beautiful water park. We have a, a, a ridiculously awesome rink uh, on top of the skiing. So it's a four season resort. So what comes with that is things like hockey players like you say where you know we get the phone calls because kids are running around the hallways because mom and dad aren't paying attention to them uh or it, it, and it just creates you know the water park becomes different but yeah. you know i don't want to stereotype hockey yeah uh, but you know you, you know things happen so you have to adjust and i think from a standpoint i think probably our hotel gets the worst of it because they have to deal with it and you know we try to we have rules put in place and obviously everybody wants to break rules but from the standpoint of what hockey does is that you know most re most if not all resorts make all their money from you know thanksgiving until easter right uh, and then anything after that is kind of gravy the thing with this what the rinks created from a hockey standpoint is now and from you know just from an economic standpoint is we run tournaments September, October, and November where we're 50-60% full and it's pretty much you know it might be a wedding in there but it's all hockey. What comes with that? I think hockey gets the stereotype of oh my god, we got another hockey group this weekend, what's going to happen? And what we find is the older the kids, probably like around the Bantam age, which is 13 to 14 year old and up, that's where the parents kind of like, okay, little Johnny's, I don't have to pay attention to little Johnny. So, and little Johnny goes around and takes his hockey stick and whacks the exit sign and breaks the exit sign and we got to fix it. And, you know, it, it is what it is, but what it brings financially over the scheme of things, yeah. it's, it's beneficial. And on the calendar coming up, anything specific that jumps out that might be spectator friendly that people might want to come up here and watch some hockey? I mean, North, we, we host North Country High School games, boys and girls. Uh, they started their first game, start next week. Uh, we have youth tournaments every weekend, starting on Friday morning. 
Um, you know, we're, we're working on things. I work on things all the time. I'm working on trying And those to get... are all open to the public to, yeah, everything's to, to open, come and spectate? Yeah, every, everything's open to the public. You know, my goal is to get the Bruins up here um, in, in discussions with them. You know, that's kind of a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, they, they, they train at uh, Waterbury, uh, the facility there, the ice center. And, uh, you know, other than that, we've hosted, like I said, we've hosted the women's uh, national Canadian team. Basically, their Olympic team, which is kind of which is kind of nice. We had a game here that had over 750 fans. Uh, so those are some of the things that I try to work, and I work through my contacts, and I'm always kind of beating the path, and you know, trying to find new things to happen and and create things. We do figure skating events and shows, and we've had some really good shows. We had a guy here um, that did backflips on the ice, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, guys, you know, playing with fire on the ice. So uh, it's it's always trying to find the right time to do it. And where it's going to be successful yeah. uh, rather than not successful. So, uh, and but the problem is, is you know, we want to do something with Christmas time, and we're busy, uh, and there's just trying to find that happy medium for everybody to have something out there for them. Dennis, thanks for your time, very much, sir. Alex, I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. You're gonna to be busy in a little bit. Oh yes, <laughs> we are. We'll be right back. You're on Wintry Mix. Well, hey, coach, what's going on here, man? What about me? Gilmore. Gilmore, I, uh, I called your number, didn't I? No, 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 you didn't. Oh, well, better luck next year. <laughs> and for full disclosure, my family and I booked our trip to Jay Peak for Thanksgiving, completely unrelated to any wintry mix plans, but since I'm a workaholic, I wanted to find a way to get an episode accomplished while we were there. We paid for our stay and all activities. Our nightly hotel rate was slightly reduced from the general public due to JPEAK's ongoing business partnerships with Ski the East, completely separate from anything VPR related. Clear as mud? Good. Episode 9, we are back at the hotel room. My little five-year-old just went ice skating for the first time ever, and we just talked hockey rinks and ice arenas and things like that with Dennis Himes of JPEAK Resort, who runs the ice house over there. Uh, my little man just kind of kind of didn't choke, but had a hard time with the potato chip. Did you, buddy? I'm sorry. Had a hard time with the potato chip, but sisters, yeah, sisters hammering them. Uh, so that was episode nine. That was supported by snowcountry.com. You can visit snowcountry.com slash mix to enter to win four pairs of lift tickets every single week. And Kaylin has come over here with a handful of potato chips, so probably not ready to discuss her ice skating adventure. Um, did you use those milk crates to get started, Kaylin? What'd you think of those milk crates? Good. They were good. But why'd you stop using them? And what did you do um, after the milk crates? I skated with no milk crates. Do you want to go skating again? Was it fun? Yeah. Any tips for little kids trying to ice skate to make it easier for them? What did you learn? Not sure. Okay. What are you, what are you excited to go do later today? Feast and water park. Feast and Water Park. That's what's left on the docket here on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, thank you to Dennis Himes and JP Resort. Oh, hey, buddy, what do you got? Lobos! And that'll just about do it for Episode 9. My name is Alex Kaufman. I'm your host. We have production assistance from Angela Evansy. Our theme music is by Adam Levy. And that was Episode 9. Stay sharp.
work for real life. What do you think, Kaylin? 